Every summer, my mother and I would visit my grandparents' orchard. I'd be free to run down the rows or explore the old abandoned barn, and even swim at the pond at the edge of the property. There was only one rule that my mom refused to budge on. Don't go into the old woods. The old woods bordered the property. Neat lines of perfectly round trees with red glints of ripening apples gave way to a wild blend of briars and thickly uneven groves of pine. No one owned it. There were no trespassing signs or barbed wire fences. The only warning was the neat piles of stones set around 100 feet apart. No one in town could or would say who placed them there or when, but it was clearly far before my time. I asked why the old woods were forbidden over and over again, but all my mom would say was they're not safe. Stay out. Naturally, one day my curiosity overcame my common sense. I didn't go far. I was playing around the edge of the property already, some game where I had to defend the orchard against imaginary invaders. At that moment, in the bright sun with a clear blue August sky, I realized that all the warnings that my mother had given me were ridiculous. Sure, there were probably some dangers in there, like hidden ravines or perhaps some animals, but I was older now, almost a teenager. I knew better. I was ready. So I looked around carefully and stepped over the threshold. Nothing changed. Not really. But it felt different. I did, too. I felt dreamy. Unreal. I blinked and I realized I was ten steps in. I blinked again and I was a hundred. I turned around and I could barely even see the orchard through the brambles and branches. The birds and insects had stopped. I was surrounded by silence. The scent of pine and something else. Something rotten and sweet. It was my mom's voice that brought me out of it. Young lady, you get back here right this instant. She was standing at the very edge of the orchard, but hadn't taken a single step over that line. I was so afraid from what had happened and shocked that she had found me that I made no attempt to defend myself as I rushed back to the safety of the even rows of civilized apple trees. My mom was shouting at me, holding me tightly, but not painfully, by the upper arm, leading me back to the safety of the house. I was surprised to detect not only anger, but also fear in her voice. I was sure she was going to drag me back to the car and drive us away. I had ruined the entire vacation. Waiting on the porch, Gran watched us return. Her expression was unreadable. Let me talk to her, Gran said, in her quiet way. Mom, contrary to her nature, simply nodded and walked away, arms wrapped around herself. Her reaction had terrified me. I had always seen her as a sensible and reliable woman. 
for the last few moments had made her seem unhinged to my young eyes. Gran waved gently to me, leading me inside and gesturing for me to sit down at the kitchen table. To my surprise, she brought me some lemonade, and I found I was terribly thirsty and thanked her before drinking it. Then she told me a story. Before I met your grandfather, I was a young woman and lived with my mother and father, and Lucky, the best dog I'd ever had. I was only a few years older than you are now. Things were different then. Simpler, but maybe not better. Soon a young man named Tobias Fells decided that he would court me. He was from the outside, decent and clean-cut. His family was what they call good, when they mean rich and powerful. I was regarded as being lucky to have attracted his attention. I suppose some of it was that I was pretty, like you. Like you, I also read a great deal and spoke my mind, which I don't think he was accustomed to. I was flattered by his attention, as any teenage girl might have been by an older man. What a fool I was. He was cruel beyond his years. I didn't realize until he came over one day and found me speaking to one of the farmhands. This was normal for me. But to Tobias, I was showing inappropriate attentions to the man. We went for a walk that evening, but Tobias slowly worked himself into a jealous rage. As soon as we were out of sight of the house, he had his hands wrapped around my throat. I won't repeat what he called me. Even a girl your age could guess, I suppose. Tobias almost killed me that day. He stopped just in time, as I felt my legs give out from underneath me. He sat with me until I recovered, then walked me back to the house as if nothing had happened. I was too afraid to tell anyone about it, so I just wore scarves to cover the bruising. And still... Tobias kept courting me. He hit me a few times. Never in places that would leave obvious marks. He was smarter than that. I wouldn't tolerate any more of it, so I decided to run away. Tobias's family was powerful, and I was sure he would ask me to marry him soon. If I refused him, he might kill me. Or his family might ruin mine. The Fells were capable of nearly anything, according to my father. All my plans were for nothing. That October, a gray day with a chill wind, I forgot to close the back door. My parents were in town, shopping and visiting friends. I was home alone. Now, I said Lucky was a good dog, but she was still a dog. I only realized that she'd seen a squirrel when I heard her dashing out the door, barking happily. I cried her name and chased her to the edge of the old woods, and she ran straight in. I stopped there, hesitating. I knew that I would go in for Lucky. But also because something called me across that unseen border. I saw her run past, I heard a voice say. Tobias. Of course he would drop by today. He might have seen my parents in town. 
He might have thought he was going to have a good time with me while they were out. I wasn't thinking about any of that, though. I'm going after her, I said, as much to myself as to him. Well, you're not going alone, Tobias said, and for once I was happy to have him around. He always had to be the big man, and I was more afraid of the old woods than I was of him. Still, I loved Lucky, and that made me brave. I would have gone either way. I don't remember everything that happened after that. I know it seemed like only a few minutes had passed, but then I turned around and we were deep in the woods, the ground rolling and strange to me, not at all like the flat land around the orchard. Tobias, normally talkative, was quiet. In fact, there was no noise at all but our footsteps. Tobias didn't show it, but I could feel his fear. I heard Lucky before I saw her, whining and crying. I ran a bit ahead, and then I saw her, standing in a small circle of bare dirt. She made as if she would come to me, but she stopped, jerkily. I approached but warily. Something fell off. Tobias, however, rushed ahead, ready to save her and be the hero in my eyes. As Tobias came closer to her, I could see what the problem was. An old gnarled root was somehow wrapped around Lucky's leg. It was much too thick for her to shake it off. It ran back down into the hidden ravine, steep but not very deep right behind her. Tobias smiled and approached, ready to free her. That was when the root shifted, unfolded. It wasn't a root. I don't think it was made of wood either. It was a hand, with fingers as long as my arm. Skeletal and narrow and awful. It moved so swiftly and latched on to Tobias's leg, yanking him hard to the edge of the ravine. I was frozen at first, too shocked by the unnatural way it moved. As the thing pulled Tobias back towards the ravine, he grunted and fought, not yet truly afraid. Tobias kicked and struggled, and the thing's grip faltered just a bit. He was almost free. Help! Tobias shouted, a command, not a plea. As I ran over, finally shaken out of my trance, I could see that his trousers had been torn open and deep furrows ran through his legs from the thing's grip. Tobias was pale and wavering at the edge of the ravine, and the thing only had him by the tatters of his pants now. The tug of war between the monsters could go either way. And so, in that moment of terror, I did the only thing I could think of. I pushed Tobias hard. He stumbled backwards, eyes rolling madly into the empty space. Then his screams turned to those of pain, and a wet, tearing sound came up from the ravine. I didn't care. I grabbed Lucky and I ran back the way that I came. Before I knew it, we were out, back in the plain green grass of the orchard. I was sweating, and Lucky was shaking, 
But other than that, we were fine. Lucky was spooked for weeks after that, and never went into the old woods again or even near the border of our property. I recovered much more quickly, especially when I realized Tobias would never, ever trouble me again. I never told anyone what happened, or even that he showed up to my house that day. His disappearance was attributed to a bear, or perhaps a criminal that was later caught and hung for some murders a few towns over. The Fells never blamed me or my family, and considered me to be another victim, his poor fiancé, who would surely cry over him for months. And that's why you never go into the old woods alone, Gran finished. Why did you tell me that story, Gran? I had already been afraid, but now I was terrified. I believed her. How could she live so close to such things? Because, child, your mother wants you to be safe, but she told you wrong. She'll inherit this land one day, and then I expect you will after her. You shouldn't ever go into the old woods, but you might have to. If you do, make sure that you don't go alone. Bring someone else with you. Gran paused a moment and then sighed and smiled before continuing. Bring someone you don't like.